Uh, I wonder sometimes, and maybe I'm, uh, maybe I'm asking the wrong crowd this, but I wonder sometimes if you maybe kind of feel like the Christmas story, maybe you get a little bit, it feels a bit same, same. Maybe you get a little bit bored of the Christmas story. Uh, maybe you feel like you know it at Christmas time. You know how it goes. You know there's a, there's a manger, there's shepherds, there's some wise men who bring some gifts of frankincense and myrrh, whatever those are. Uh, and yet there's baby Jesus. Jesus is born at Christmas. You know, I reckon sometimes, even for people who uh, celebrate Christmas and enjoy Christmas uh, every year, I, I reckon sometimes it's easy for us to, to lose a little bit of the wonder of the Christmas story. Yeah, maybe uh, each year at Christmas time, you kind of feel like something's just lacking a little bit. Maybe you find yourself just a, a little bit less in awe of the story of Jesus' birth. All throughout December this year here at uh, DPC, we've been kind of seeing how in the Bible Jesus is given a bunch of different names. Uh, and these different names all have something really helpful to show us about uh, Jesus. Uh, as we unwrap these names, they, they help us get a kind of fuller picture of who Jesus is and I reckon they help us to kind of recapture a bit of a sense of awe and wonder at the Christmas story. You can see some of the names of Jesus we've been looking at. Here. These are a bunch of names. The green ones are the ones we've kind of been focusing in on over the last three weeks. And then the Good Shepherd today. That's the name we're kind of unwrapping together and kind of trying to dig in and see what it means for Jesus to be the Good Shepherd. You know, we actually, as I looked back, we actually kicked off uh, the first week of 2023 by kind of exploring this passage uh, of Jesus as the Good Shepherd. Uh, and by pure coincidence, we're kind of unwrapping Jesus as the Good Shepherd now here at Christmas time to kind of finish the year off. But, you know, it makes sense, I think, because, you know, shepherds are actually a really kind of important part of the Christmas story, aren't they? You know, we heard just before, as we read from Luke, we heard uh, the, part of the story from Luke's gospel where uh, the angels, they come and they, they reveal and they announce the birth of Jesus to a bunch of kind of humble old shepherds in the field, don't they? Uh, a little bit later in the story of the Bible, when Jesus kind of is all grown up, uh, we see him in the book of John. He makes a claim about himself. Jesus says that he... He himself is a shepherd. That's what he says in verses 11 and 14 of the, the passage that we read just before. In John chapter 10, Jesus is talking to a bunch of the religious uh, leaders, the Jewish religious leaders, and he says, he says to them, I am the good shepherd. Now, I reckon it's, it's worth us pausing for a moment here at the start uh, because the reality is we don't really have kind of shepherds in Australia uh, these days, do we? Uh, at least not like they did in Bible times. Uh, in different places around the world, uh, they certainly have shepherds still, but we don't really have them uh, here. And so I think it's good for us to kind of set the scene and kind of transport ourselves back, kind of get in shepherd mode. And, you know, we've, we've probably done this before as well too when we looked at the Good Shepherd, but I, I always love a good chance to use some props and some, uh, some costumes and things. So uh, we're going to see uh, and kind of bring ourselves into the world of... Uh, the New Testament and what it would look like for uh, shepherds in that day. So I'm going to need some volunteers. I'm going to need some volunteers and I'll need some uh, child wranglers as well too, probably. Uh, I'm going to need, first of all, I need a couple of villagers. 
So who wants to be a villager? Uh, villager. Oh, who we got here? Fletcher's up there. Maybe, maybe a girl as well too. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to? Yep, you can be a villager. All right, come over here. We've got some, uh, we've got some costumes, I believe. Okay, uh, here. This can be. All right, here. This, this can be your villager costume. Just wrap that around you. I think it's like a shawl thing. There you go. Fletch, come over here. Put your, uh, put your villager costume on. I think it's even got this snazzy little belt. Let's put a little snazzy belt on there. Yeah, there you go. Put that on. Get your arms out. Get your arms out. Yeah, let's just tie that up. How's that? Is that good? All right, so you're the villagers. Uh, I think villagers probably... Here, someone needs a stick. Who wants the stick? A walking stick? There you go. You guys stand over here, I reckon. Oh, I don't know if that's the best spot. Yeah, that'll do. Okay, we've got our villagers. Uh, we're going to need uh, a shepherd. If we're going to talk about shepherds, we need someone to be the shepherd, someone who hasn't had a turn before. Uh, who have we got? Oh, over here. Who's this over here? Yeah, what's your name, mate? What's that, sorry? Eli. Great, Eli. You get to wear this massive shepherd's shawl cloak thing. Uh, ah, yes, and the shepherd, and you get to hang on to the shepherd's crook, I believe. That's how you can hook those pesky sheep. All right, let's, uh, you come and stand over, just stand over here somewhere, I reckon. Thanks, Eli. Now... We've got uh, our shepherd and our sheep. Uh, Shot, we've got a shepherd and our, our villagers. What are we missing? Sheep, that's right, okay. Now, I need lots of volunteers for this one, so uh, we're going to come down. I reckon if, a few, if you want to, there's enough hands, I think, you just make your way down carefully, come and see Emily and get your little sheep head mask. If we run out of sheep head masks, that's okay. You can just be a sheep in the background and make the noise. Once you've got your sheep head mask, come and gather over here. This is where the sheep hang out. Don't go down into there. You start at the back there somewhere, that's good. Sheep. Anthony, you need a little, have you got a little mask here? Yeah, you need one of these, Dom. Here we go, let me grab a few of those, all right. Oh, you got one. You got one, Anthea? There you go, you hold that one. All right, who else needs one? There's plenty more here, plenty more here. There you go, there's one. I haven't thought this through, so we'll see how it goes. Do you need, here we go, there's one. You come and stand up, join the flock over here. Um, any more? There's plenty more. Come on, adults. We want a few adults. Come on. Some adults come over here. Yeah, Bradley. Bradley, come on, mate. Yeah, he loves it. Come on, Brad. And oh, Trav wants to, too. Got on your... I wouldn't have picked it, but Brad and Trav. You can have two if you like. There you go. Here, you have two as well, too. There you go, mate. All right, anyone else? Well, you've got, to, you've got to wrangle him. You've got to tell him to get up here. If he, if he can come up, he can have one. Anyone else? Anyone else? That's a lot of sheep. Okay, now sheep. I know sheep are actually really naughty and a bit silly, but you need to be kind of just, just stay here. Don't knock over any instruments or anything. That'll be good. Okay. All right, here goes. We've got... Okay, now what I'm going to do, I'm going to just read a bit of a kind of what it would have been like and for the shepherds and the sheep and so... We've got our shepherd here, uh, and we've got some villagers here. So let's uh, listen up, and you guys just be sheep back there, okay? Now, if you were someone who lived in Jesus' day, uh, chances are you knew... That's some good barring. Chances are you knew about shepherds. Maybe you were a shepherd like Eli, or you knew a shepherd like these guys over here, these villagers. They knew a shepherd. 
and maybe they would buy some things from the shepherd. These are your things that you get from your sheep. And so the villagers are going to come and buy them. So if you go over there, now you guys pretend you've got some money or whatever they used back then. Okay, we've got, what have we got here? Okay, you would buy things from the shepherd, from your sheep. We've got some definitely sheep's milk. There you go. Um, Wool. There's some wool for you, villager sir. And um, lamb chops. There we go. All right, so that's how uh, shepherds would make a living from their sheep. They would sell uh, milk and meat, and uh, also shepherds would uh, need the sheep for their own, uh, their own food as well too, but don't go nibbling on any sheep, please. Uh, but in the Old Testament, God uh, uses a picture of shepherds and sheep to talk about his relationship with his people. And as a shepherd, Eli, your job's really important. You've got all these sheep here. They're your job. You need to look after them when they're sick. Pretend to be sick when they're sick. You've got to look after them. When they're sad, you've got to maybe make them feel better. Uh, When they're being a bit crazy, you might need to settle them down. (laughs) You've got to look after them. You've got to give them everything that they need. What are some things that sheep might need, do you think? Milk. Milk. They might need milk. Some grass, maybe. You've got to find grass for them. And food, yep. That's right. So you've got to give them everything they need. As a shepherd, you need to know your sheep really well, Eli, so that they will follow you. They need to know you and trust you so they'll follow you. And so as a shepherd, Eli, your whole life is about your sheep, about looking after them and making sure they are happy and healthy and safe. And this looks like a pretty good bunch of sheep. I think they're happy, healthy and safe. What do you say, sheep? Yeah, they sound pretty happy. All right, thank you, everyone. Take your sheep things and go. All right, good job. Yeah, put your sheep uh, faces back in the thing, in the thing there. Thank you. Well, no, you've got to wear that all night, Fletch. It won't come undone. I've done that pretty tight. <laughs> you can't see Emily. She might help you with that, mate. You go see Emily. I've done a double granny knot there, so good luck. All right, well, that didn't go too badly. (laughs) All right, thank you, kids. Uh, And so Jesus, in John's Gospel, he comes and he says that he is a shepherd, and not just any shepherd, he's a good shepherd, and not just a good shepherd, he is the good shepherd. Which, again, that's how God talks about himself in the Old Testament, that he will be the shepherd his people desperately need. That instead of all the bad shepherds that continue to do a really bad job of leading God's people, uh, one day God says that he will be their good shepherd and he'll rescue them and care for them and give them everything they need. And so Jesus comes and he says, that's what I've come to do. I am the good shepherd. And so how does Jesus as the good shepherd, how does knowing Jesus and calling him the good shepherd, how does that kind of show us something important about him? And how does it kind of maybe enrich our picture of him at Christmas time, maybe give us a renewed sense of awe and wonder at the Christmas story? And, you know, I really reckon, just like uh, as we kind of saw with the kids before, the important thing about the good shepherd is what the good shepherd does. And so if you notice in those verses, we read some key things that Jesus says he does as the good shepherd. In verse 11, he says, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. In verse 14, he says something similar. He says, 
I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and my sheep know me, just like I know my father and my father knows me, and I lay down my life for the sheep. And so that's the two things I think I want to highlight tonight is, is that Jesus is a good shepherd who knows and cares about us, and Jesus is a good shepherd who lays down his life for us. Uh, kids, I need your help again, or adults as well too. Uh, who is someone in your life that you know really, really well? Anyone shout it out yet? Your cousin, yeah, might be a cousin. What about your mum, dad, brother? You know your dad well, yep. We've all generally got someone that we know pretty well, don't we? We know really closely. Uh, I reckon me and my young fella, my son Ollie, who's up the back there, hey, Ollie, I didn't tell you I was going to talk about you tonight, but here we go. I reckon I know Ollie pretty well. I've known him for about 11 years now. And uh, what I do know about Ollie is he was born on the 30th of October 2012. Got that right, didn't I, Deanne? Yes. Uh, he loves cricket. He loves to read. But he hates tomato, right, Ollie? Yep. Yeah, he hates tomato, and so do I. So uh, I don't make him eat tomato, and he doesn't make me eat tomato. Uh, you know, I know Ollie pretty well. Uh, and I love Ollie. I love Ollie. He's my son, and I, I care about him, and so... I want the best for him. I, I want to give him everything that he needs and, and to do whatever's needed to look after him. And we all have someone like that in our lives. In verse 14, Jesus says, He knows his sheep and his sheep know him intimately. Just like Oliver and I know each other and, and more importantly, as Jesus says, just like he knows his heavenly father. And not only that, back in verse 9 and 10, Jesus says, uh, these words, he says, uh, I'm the gate, whoever enters through me will be saved. They'll come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Jesus is a shepherd who knows and loves and cares about all those who rely on him as their good shepherd. He's a shepherd who provides who protects and shelters. He's a, a shepherd who gives uh, life. And not just a, a life, kind of uh, the bare minimum existence. No, Jesus offers life to the full. Jesus is the one who will do all the things for God's people that he said he would do in the Old Testament. He'll gather them and care for them and protect them and provide for them and rescue them. And so as we come to Christmas this year, as we celebrate the birth of uh, Jesus, our Good Shepherd, I reckon it's a good reminder for us that uh, we have a, good, a God who knows us deeply, who loves us and cares about us. And he loves us and he cares about us so much that he would enter into our human existence to rescue us from the depths of uh, of destruction and darkness that we find ourselves in because of our sin. And that brings us to the second thing it means for Jesus to be a good shepherd, is that Jesus is a good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. Did you notice that in those verses we read before, uh, in both uh, verses 11 and 14, Jesus says he's a good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep. 
He's a shepherd who doesn't abandon his sheep when uh, things are hard. He doesn't abandon his sheep when they need him, when they're in danger. Jesus is willing to give his life to save the lives of his sheep. And that's exactly what he did when he went to the cross. The good shepherd laid down his life so that those who rely on him, who follow him as their good shepherd, can be rescued, safe, secure. You know, this is an aspect of, the, of Jesus being the good shepherd uh, that it's, uh, it's worth us kind of considering even at Christmas time. As we celebrate the birth of Jesus, there's this whole bigger picture. There's this whole uh, bigger picture to what we're kind of celebrating, isn't there? You know, we're not just celebrating the fact that Jesus was born, uh, not just celebrating the fact that uh, God entered into the world as a baby, even though those are really important things and it's absolutely true. And what we're celebrating really is the, the significance of what this baby we celebrate at Christmas time will go on to do. We're celebrating the awesomeness of God uh, and what he's doing for humanity through sending his son to be our good shepherd. So we can't really celebrate the birth of Jesus without kind of acknowledging the bigger picture, I think. That this baby boy who was born into our human uh, brokenness in the world would go on to be the one that uh, God would use to save humanity from the depths of our sin. It's a work of salvation the good shepherd accomplished by laying down his life for his beloved sheep. You know, for those of us uh, who are here this evening who uh, have acknowledged uh, Jesus, we put our trust in him and follow him as our good shepherd. I reckon there's a couple of things that we, we can and really we should do when it comes to Christmas time and we reflect on the coming of our good shepherd. Just a couple of things, and there's, there's so many more, but here's a couple. I reckon the first thing that we should do at Christmas time is rejoice. And I know so many of us are doing that already, and you love to do that at Christmas time, but it's a great time to rejoice at Christmas in the knowledge that our God, our Saviour, our Good Shepherd knows us deeply. And we can rejoice in the, the life the full life that Jesus offers to those who rely on him as their good shepherd. And especially when at times you might feel like at Christmas, maybe things didn't quite live up to your expectations again. Maybe this year you were hoping it would be better, maybe there wouldn't be quite so much tension, maybe things wouldn't be quite so hectic. Maybe when the Christmas period really just leaves you wishing your life was a little different, a little better... Even in that, we can rejoice because of the life that Jesus offers. It's a life, a full life, that will never disappoint. And so perhaps maybe this Christmas, it'll be good just to carve out a few moments to stop and to pause and reflect and just to marvel at the incredible truth of what God has done through the Lord Jesus this Christmas. That's the first thing, rejoice 
in the good shepherd. And the second thing is to rest, to rest in the good shepherd. Rest because Jesus has come as our good shepherd. Rest uh, because he's a good shepherd who won't abandon you. Rest because he loves you deeply. He cares about your heart. He cares about your life. He cares about what you do. And he wants you to rest in the fullness of life that he offers. But maybe you're someone here tonight who, you wouldn't say you're a Christian, you wouldn't say that Jesus uh, is your good shepherd. Maybe you're curious about him, but you're not quite at that point. Or maybe you're someone who's, who's had a negative experience of church, you've had a negative experience of Christians in the past. And so you might say that your relationship with Jesus is complicated. No matter where you're at, the truth of the Christmas story remains the same. Jesus knows you, he cares about you deeply and he really wants you to know him too. He wants you to enjoy his free gift of of full life that he has made possible as the good shepherd comes and lays down his life for you. If you're someone who doesn't know Jesus as the good shepherd, we'd love to help you get to know him. We'd love you to stick around and chat uh, to someone after the service or you know, maybe uh, you might like to join us for a Christianity Explored course in the new year in term one. But we'd love to help you get to know Jesus and follow him as your good shepherd. We do have a good shepherd who knows us deeply, who cares about us, who has laid down his life for us. It's a glorious truth that we celebrate as we remember the birth of Jesus at Christmas time. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we come tonight and we we want to give you praise for sending the Lord Jesus to come into our world as a a baby uh, and enter into our human existence uh, so that he might grow up and be our good shepherd. We thank you that he's a shepherd who knows us and cares for us He's a shepherd who ultimately has laid down his life so that we might know him, know you, our God. We pray that you might help us to rejoice in that fact this Christmas, to rest in the knowledge that our shepherd loves us and cares for us and has done everything that's needed. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.